And we're back with more Live from the Heartland. And we were real honored to have an old pal. Well, actually, he was a little kid when I used to <laughs> go see his dad, who was my doctor. We're talking about Quentin Young, and the guy we have here now is Ethan Young. Good morning to you, Ethan. Hey, great show, Mike. Well, I'm glad you're liking it. Now, you were in town, uh, you did an event last night at Yuri Eichen Gallery, which does uh, kind of progressive art shows. And what was going on down there last night? Well, they were closing an exhibit uh, about HUAC in Chicago. Now, I hope people know about the House Un-American Activities Committee. It was set up uh, in 1938 by, in, in Congress basically to create a... a, a atmosphere of terror in the country about the uh, communist conspiracy. They, they were responsible for ruining a lot of careers, putting people in jail simply because of their uh, affiliation with left-wing organizations. And uh, I was called in by uh, Peter Kuttner, a friend of ours who... Uh, our pal Peter. Right, who uh, curated the show, and Margie Shapps, who had worked with my father at the uh, health Margie, and medicine, great, great yes. health activist. Yes, absolutely. She she's been continuing Quentin's work in the health and medicine policy research group, mm -hmm. and uh, they asked me to come and say a few words about Quentin because Quentin was one of the last people in Chicago and anywhere that HUAC uh, called in to testify. Uh, regarding the uh, uh, role that was played by the organizers of the uh, demonstrations at the 1968 Democratic Convention, which led to the <laughs> the police riot uh, at the instigation of the uh, late uh, Elder Mayor Daley, Dick, uh, who... Uh, uh, had maintained that uh, the police had acted appropriately because you had a mob of people with all kinds of uh, horrible weapons that they were hurling at cops. And Might what, have been the first time I ever heard about paid protesters. Indeed. Yeah. And <laughs> Which outside. I'm still looking I'm for looking my for check. The, I never got yeah. money for all the work yeah. I did during that. 40 right. years, man. I'm, and, I'm overdue. And it was always outside agitators, you know. Yeah. The, you know <laughs> like when, we needed to be agitated. Yeah. And... Uh, Quentin had uh, called a press conference because he was part of uh, Medical Community for Human Rights, which was a group that was set up to help uh, provide medical assistance to the civil rights movement and then the peace movement. And they were uh, on the spot during those uh, uh, demonstrations and the police riots. So they had the evidence of what the police had actually been doing, and they made that known. Uh, when when HUAC came to town in order to try to uh, get Daly off the hook and try to implicate a communist conspiracy behind those demonstrations, which was kind of ironic because the Communist Party was had nothing to do with that demonstration. They were actually kind of down on it. Uh, they uh, decided to uh, jack up uh, Quentin along with other people who are more famous nationally, like uh, you know Tom Hayden and the Yippies. Uh, because of his, because of medical community for human rights and the way that they put Daly on the spot, and uh, when he spoke, when he testified, he basically said, uh, "They said, are you are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party?" And he told them, "You can't ask ask me ask me that question and expect an answer because you have no right to." Demand it. Now, that was actually courting contempt of Congress, and he knew it. He was taking the First Amendment plea, which had led a lot of people, including people like Pete Seeger, right into the slammer for uh, not answering that, that question. 
And uh, he took a big risk, but luckily, uh, Hueck was already in its fading moments, and they decided to cut their losses and let him go. And shortly thereafter, they, uh, they fell apart. And he continued on doing great medical work and political work for a lot of us. Right, and leading the, the, the fight for single payer. He, he's responsible for a lot of what we're seeing today in making single payer. No, your, your dad was a wonderful guy. Absolutely, yeah. he is um, the person who kept single payer alive and taught us uh, how to ask for it, actually. So now, what would he have made of the Bernie Sanders insurgency and, and this reaction to the current regime? Well, uh, he was still alive when uh, Bernie started his campaign, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> Bernie was very open about giving Quentin credit for raising the issue. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say he'd call it a vindication, sure. Ethan, you, uh, you do some writing now, and you have a, a new piece out in a paper in New York. Tell us a little bit about that and what you were addressing. Okay, uh, the latest issue of Independent, I-N-D-Y-P-N-D-T. P and D P. That's okay. Tell all right. Um, Dick Simpson was, <laughs> was making up words set. 15 minutes ago. But, you know. Independent and, in right. Brooklyn. So you can Google it. And uh, I got an article in the latest issue. And what I'm trying to address, it's, it's a paper for lefties, basically. And I'm trying to address a lot of the questions that people are having about what now. Um, and, uh, and in particular, how to deal with the Trump uh, agenda, the Trump administration, and more importantly, the fact that we're now living under a government that's basically an, an alliance of the right and the far right. And we're in serious trouble in that situation. So on the one hand, I try to talk about the fact that corporate Democrats have been a big disappointment. People are really, uh, you know, wary about, about possibly working with them. Uh, or uh, being swallowed up by the Democratic Party. But on the other hand, we have to face the fact that the left is in no position to get rid of Trump and company on our own and that we actually need a broader front. And the question is, how do we deal with that? Now, Thank I'm a, you. Yeah, I'm a member of uh, Democratic Socialists of America, which recently went through a quintuple growth uh, as a result yeah, of the Bernie getting... campaign with with a, you know it used to be an old crotchety group of kind of you know right <laughs> we know some we, of them we yeah. know what old crotchety groups <laughs> yeah. look like and and you know uh they were i i never joined for years because i thought they were too mild yeah but, i thought it would be a move to your right <laughs> yeah but what's happening now is you got you know way way overwhelming number of kids joining people under 30 thank god and but you know we've been through the you know the roller coaster with sectarian wars it's deja vu all over again unfortunately and so that's partly what i'm trying to address is that people are really confused about how to make up the difference between this it's a very we actually have to walk a fight line both because of our own weakness and because of the fact that the right is so strong so we have to be able to basically walk and chew gum at the same time. We have to be able to maintain our integrity as leftists and our politics and demands like single payer and, uh, you know, supporting our, our immigrant brothers and sisters. And at the same time, be able to concentrate on uh, unseating and defeating every Republican and every blue dog Democrat between now and November 2020. And that's gotta be our, our focus. That doesn't mean we give up on anything else. Doesn't mean that we don't work with third parties where it's appropriate. 
try to elect people who aren't Democrats if it's if 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 they can win and not be spoilers. Mm. Mm-hmm. But we have to concentrate on getting these guys out or else we're cooked. I like I like hearing you say that, Ethan Young. And would you tell us the article title that we're looking up in the independent? Well I got two different titles. One's in the print edition, but since folks aren't gonna be right. seeing that, they can they can it's called a, a path to power for the American left, which wasn't path my title. To power. Okay. It wasn't my title, but you know, hey, what's, you what's, what's the title in the print edition? Because we got listeners in Brooklyn. Okay, it's all over New York, by the way. Uh, it's Queens, uh, Queens, indeed. Yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, it was called uh, "Giving Trumpy Dumpty a Push." Oh, oh that's kind of cute. <laughs> that's kind of cute. I like that one yeah. better. <laughs> that, that one's good. Um, this is a good question. Tom came up with recent books to read that we should look at uh, that you've read. Anything you recommend? Oh, God. Uh, too much of a trick question? Oh, man. I don't mean uh, to put you on the spot. That's okay. I'm reading the, the Underground Railroad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of different. I mean, it's far out. Yeah, I read that. Well, I'm reading a book that's really like Chrome Dome stuff. Uh, it's called oh, the, yeah. Lay it on <laughs> it. Chrome it's, Dome. Yeah, it's called The Prisms of Gramsci, and it's it's written by... A, of course it is. <laughs> right. Gramsci, <laughs> tell us about Gramsci. <laughs> Anyway. In case the Klonskis are listening, right. <laughs> they should listen. They should. They should pick up that book from the left it's end of your dial. Brazilian you're listening Marxist. to WLU. and it talks about uh, the the history of the idea of, uh, of the strategy of a united front, as seen through the 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 career of Antonio Gramsci, who was a, an Italian Marxist who was sort of. Uh, uh, separate from the whole Stalin Trotsky uh, hoo ha that 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 was the main way that we looked at the years after the Russian Revolution when we were coming up. What is it about the left that makes sectarianism uh, be owned by them? What is the deal there? History. Well, apparently, the right has it too. Well, well not there's secta- so much. sectarianism is part of politics. It's always going to be there. But the fact is that the the the, the Russian Revolution really changed the world and there's just no way around it you know and and it affected everybody because before the russian revolution socialism was like a dream and after the russian revolution whatever you make of it there was something real in the world going on calling itself socialist and you can love it or hate it but it affected everything that the left did and so after yeah so everybody was organized pro anti whatever but it was the centerpiece and that's that's why but this is the 21st century now so we have a a chance to give it some perspective that we couldn't before. I'm going to ask you just briefly about your wife, Mary Dore, and, yeah, I, and she made a wonderful movie. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about that? Okay, uh, it's called She's Beautiful When She's Angry. And great uh, film. It, it is a great film, uh, if I do say so herself. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she made a movie about the uh, early years of the women's liberation movement and spent 20 years putting this movie together uh, and did an incredible job of gathering archival research and interviewing people. Kept Including alive. Katie's picture Katie's with in John it. Lennon glasses. Lots of Chicago people are in it. The Chicago Women's Liberation Union and uh, Jane, the uh, abortion underground. Uh, it's all in the movie. Uh, in fact, here in Chicago, uh, Music Box is the distributor of the movie. It's on Netflix and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it back in response to the the Me Too movement and the sudden upsurge of uh, women's consciousness 
We're going to get it back in theaters. Ethan, in addition to writing uh, pieces about where the left might be going, uh, what kind of uh, actions are you involved in as an activist? Well, uh, you know, New York, a lot of stuff is happening, although I, I have to say that Chicago is really the model uh, as wow. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm a Chicagoan in Brooklyn, and I know the difference, and believe me, <laughs> yes. you know, they, yeah, they, Chicago. I try to... Sp- I try to bring the message, but, you know. Uh, we'll come back home. <laughs> well, I like it in Brooklyn. I mean, there's a lot of, it's a great place. But, uh, uh, and there's stuff happening. There's definitely stuff happening. And we definitely have a better mayor. But uh, Yeah, you do. Really? We even have a better governor, and he's a sitting SOB. But, uh, but I'm, you know, I, uh, I've been involved in uh, more online stuff. I've been involved in a thing called Portside, which people can, uh, yeah. can Google again. Portside.org is a, a daily sort of uh, collection of, uh, of news stuff uh, of interest to people on the left. Uh, it's a collective effort, uh, totally, uh, you know, totally paid free. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, we 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 gather uh, material and put it out to people, uh, and it's it's become a worldwide thing. And I, I hope everybody will check it out. Increasingly important now that Facebook has changed its algorithm again, and we're going to get less news, more right. family, but less news. Right. For those of us who've been depending on Facebook, is that for why our, their stock dropped yesterday? It is Could exactly be. why their stock ah. dropped because media companies are seeing their main publishing platform suddenly disappear. So uh, it's an interesting sidelight to what's going on with cyber wars right now. Absolutely. So your kind of site's going to be really important for us to pick up on if we want to know what's going on. Is Portside still connected to the Communist Party? It was never connected to the Good. Communist Party. It was connected to the Committees of Correspondence, which is a break-off of the, break Communist, off Party. Of the Communist Party. Right. But, nah, I mean, you know, there are, there are committees members on it. There's also members of DSA, like me, and there's members of other groups. Who are not, you know, we're we're a we're very uh, ecumenical, uh, and uh, we're an ecumenical group that's dedicated to mutual respect and uh, a serious approach that's not based on right on giving people giving each other hot feet. Ethan Young, thank you so much for coming up. It's an uh, honor today, and uh, and uh, dragging Gabriel with you. Thank you, Gabriel, for being over there. That's um, his sister. That's my sister, Gabriel, who teaches at Ray School and is a, a fighting member of the Chicago Teachers Union. Right on, right sister. Right on, right on. Okay, we're going to go out to Down by the Riverside, which is uh, Playing for Change, sung around the world, and we will do our little uh, over the, over we'll the music over credits. It. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Take it away, Nolan. Shine and don't on. forget, Nolan's playing at the Constellation Room tonight with a New Orleans band. We want to thank our guests, Jamie Calvin, Dick Simpson, and Ethan Young. Next week will always be a big surprise, so be sure to tune in. And uh, thanks to Lynn Orman and to Nolan Chin. And take care of yourself, Dan Kugler. And uh, please like us on Facebook at Live from the Heartland Radio and on YouTube.com at Heartland Media. Do good in the world. The world needs all the good you do. All power to the people.